In 1974, the first tabletop role-playing game was created. Since then, people from all around have gathered to play. Join me as we talk with RPG enthusiasts while they share their best, worst, and favorite moments. This is You Had to Be There. Hey everyone, welcome to You Had to Be There, a D&D storytelling podcast. Before we get started, just gotta do my plugs. My intro, the logo for my intro, was created by Nicole Summers from the Reliably Chaotic Podcast, which is a D&D campaign podcast, a lot of fun with original characters and story. And then the music for my intro was created by my good friend Michael James McGarry. You can find his music on It's MJ Music on SoundCloud or It's MJ Made on Instagram. And then if you want to be on the show, I'd just like to plug this first. Uh, you just send an email to you had to be there, dndpodcast at gmail.com. That is DND with the three letters, not the symbol. Uh, and then just follow me here on Twitch or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but joining me today, uh, I have my guest today is Matt Hogan. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Tom. Yeah, definitely, man. It's it's really <laughs> cool um, to, to have you on the stream. Because I stumbled. Why don't you? All right. So before we get started, why don't you? I want you to talk about the the reason where I kind of stumbled upon you is because you have a really cool D and D Facebook group. So why don't you tell 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 me a little bit about that? Yeah. So uh, you know, I've been playing D and D for about five years. Uh, I was always interested in it, but never really knew much about it. And then after about two and a half years of going, I'm like, you know, I really want a Facebook group dedicated around monsters and monster creation. Right. So right. I created a page called, you know, D and D Monsters and More. Right. But you know, it grew quickly after about six, seven months, and we are at probably two years or a year and a half in making, I should say. Okay. We're at Seventy thousand plus people. So it's a lot more than just monsters now. It's monsters and everything D and D related. So it's it's pretty impressive and pretty awesome group. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like the and I've been kind of seeing and and the the conversations go from like just hilarious things like i actually just commented on a post it was just like if you could describe your job with a D class what would it be so it's a lot of like playful stuff but a lot of like learning things as well absolutely absolutely nice uh, we do have a few you know complete white knights and complete black knights so you know sometimes chaos arises but you know seventy thousand people you're gonna have that yeah absolutely um so so you said you've been playing for five years so does that mean you started with fifth fifth edition was that your yep so I've only played fifth edition D and D wise. Yeah. Okay. Uh, me too. I have some some friends that play like Pathfinder and other versions. Um, if I don't know if I mean I've had a few people on that have played since like the second edition and all that stuff. Uh, in my opinion, from what I've heard, we're not missing out on anything. It seemed like <laughs> just I don't know. It took me a long time to wrap my head around all these uh all these rules and stuff like that. But um, so as far as you go, so you've been playing for five years. Uh, did you start out with like, um, with like a group? Like, did you, who was the one who got like started? Did you DM first or were you a player first? So I was a player first. So okay. at the time we had this pretty close group of friends and, uh, one of my best friends at the time, he had somebody move from Boston all the way to the West coast where I'm currently living at. Okay. Cool. And he did D and D. He was a DM. So okay. he said, Hey, do you guys want to do D and D? I'm like, heck yeah. I don't know much about it. But right, let's right, go. right. 
And then after probably four months, the group ended up disbanding because he had to move back to Boston. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. We only made it to maybe level three. And okay. then I'm like, you know, I'm going to DM because I want to keep playing. So I started my first DM, DM campaign and lasted two years. And we never finished because it ended up disbanding, unfortunately. Uh, yeah. Was it another person like moving away or just people just got busy and stuff like that? It, it was a combination of people getting busy. So it had seven people and then people just slowly started dropping out and then someone had a kid and the other people got married. So it was just kind of one of those. Everything's changing. I got you. Life so happens. with with um with the, the group, the guy went back to Boston and then this other group that disbanded. This was how many years? This was when you first started. Yep. So this is probably two years ago from when it completely disbanded we played for about six months with just three of us and that got a little bit rough as they would invite somebody in to test it out then they weren't reliable they would cancel and it just got to a point where everyone was just kind of done with it that's um and i'm I'm guessing back then too like the thought of doing it virtually probably wasn't even like a like an afterthought it was like when someone left the table you're like that's it they're they're gone forever yeah Uh, yeah a little bit yep with your um as someone who went from playing uh in person all the time did you switch to virtual with all the pandemic stuff going on like how did that work out for you yeah so uh because i loved it so much and i missed being a player yeah i found a group so i ended up joining a group as a player which lasted shortly because then ended up disbanding unfortunately because everyone got busy and ended up canceling and i feel it's easier to cancel when you're not in person because you don't know that person so yeah. we had a lot of you know no shows miss shows then at the same time when i was a player on my sunday group on saturday i ended up creating and dming another campaign as my fiance who was girlfriend at the time right her and her sister and her sister's husband and a couple other people wanted to keep playing so i showed them how to play the game that's awesome so you all like play together and stuff like that and that's that's definitely good because like i mean it's it's tough i mean i i'm married and stuff and my wife she she doesn't really care. She's like, yeah, do whatever the hell you want. I'm probably not going to play. I'm like, that's fine. But like, <laughs> it's still good. Like, it's cool that at least you can do that. So you have multiple groups now. You have a Saturday group and a Sunday group. Yep. Saturday so, group, Sunday group. And then sometimes I'll do uh DM Sunday one shots at night. Nice. Nice. You're just playing, playing straight through. Um, oh, yes. That's awesome. Have you, uh, so have you, have you, what do you think about like the new book that came out? Right. Tasha's was the most recent one. Are you like, have you been into that? Like, yeah, so I, stuff? I, I got Tasha's. Um, it I thought a lot of the tattoo stuff was cool in it. Mm-hmm. The only thing I didn't care for, and maybe this is because I homebrew it a little bit different, is mm-hmm. that you create your own uh, race, essentially, right? You just pick whoever race and you just take two points or whatever. So right. when I do the game, I have the rule of usually I do just 70 point buy. You get 70 points allotted. Fill those in wherever you want. That way, if you want to be like a dragonborn who's really good at charisma, you don't have to get that plus two strength bonus. You just use whatever points into whatever stats you want. Oh, so okay. I guess it, so I guess it's, I was already doing it before they kind of mentioned it, I guess. I did, you know, I did the point by thing for a few characters and ended up not really liking it because you can just, I don't know. I feel like you, I don't know, maybe just, I just feel like I can get gypped so bad i don't know if i'm actually allowed to say that anymore from what i hear anyway um so (laughs) sorry uh so like i don't know like i i did the point buy for a couple characters i'm like yeah but they don't have the boost in that like so if you're trying to make a kind of off out of the kind of like out of the box not really a standard character um like i built my half orc bard using point buy and that was a huge mistake because it just you just can't get anything but like 
sometimes you just get really lucky, but also sometimes you don't. So I guess kind of, but so you just do it as a big pool, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I do as a big pool and I don't tell my players I do this, but usually when they hit fifth, eighth and 12th level, I give them an extra two to four skill points. So when they hit that level, they get super buffed up even more. So the character actually feels more powerful. Wow. So you're, you're just throwing them, you're beefing them up, but I guess that's, it's it's fun to do as long as you counteract that beef with i mean you probably do you built the whole facebook thing about crazy ass monsters and stuff so you're probably like i'm giving you this because i'm gonna throw some some shit at you is that kind of like oh oh yeah so my <laughs> sunday group now we're doing a uh it's a homebird campaign and right now they're in the doom vault but whenever i do a module or that i borrow from i change it up completely right right so essentially since your soul can never leave you can't die so when the players die in it they take on a resurrection side effect and they stack and i let them know ahead of time hey meta wise after this ends if you have so many deaths your character's not leaving and i'm not telling you that amount uh-huh. so last sunday i literally had a player die twice in 10 minutes Oh jeez, so you're just you're yeah. just killing them off. He's like, oh, <laughs> my friends call it when they when it's that tough. They call it D and Dark Souls. So if it's just like, <laughs> yeah, or a meat grinder, sometimes we call it. So that's that's fun. So you're like, are you very combat heavy when it comes to DMing? Are you a combat? It, junkie? it kind of depends on the group. Definitely okay. depends on the group. So my Sunday group, we have like nine people, so it's huge. So it's just insane. Oh, man. Nine people is a lot of people. See that. <laughs> I feel like nine people, I'd be like, please don't throw us into combat. Like, it's just like, so I don't know. That's, that's tough, man. That, that takes a lot. I, yeah, I, I do think so. Like in this one, I had everyone pre reroll initiative for the entire, uh, dungeon. I said, Hey, this okay. is how it's going to happen. Um, I gave them, I said, you know, you can roll three times, take your highest one. That way it's more fair. That way it's more benefiting you guys. And I let them know if you get multiple attacks and you hit your first one, you can use all of your attacks on that first one. If they die, I'll let you transfer that damage to the next one. That way it kind of speeds up combat a little bit, and it's not, okay, I cast this spell, okay, I cast this spell on this target, where's everybody at type of thing. That's a, that's a pretty smart way to go about it. It's definitely, I'm sure there are some people out there that hear that and want to scream, but honestly, oh, I'm sure. I mean, in the sense, as I say this to any guest who kind of goes out of the box, like, screw them, doesn't matter. It's your game. Everyone's having a good time. doesn't matter, but like, that is a really interesting way to handle that many people because um i'm like fairly new to dming so like i i did one with five and someone was like can i join i was like no i was like you can do you run monsters for me and that's what you can do um but uh that's awesome so you when you started as a player what was your um what were your like first uh characters or like what what was your style when you went into it so my very first character and it's probably why I still love the class, which is, you know, some people love or hate, is the Warlock. I love a Warlock so okay, much. Cool. So I had a Yuan-Ti Pureblood Warlock. Oh, man. And it was just so much fun to play. Um, he was very, you know, manipulative, trying to mess with people's minds, stuff like that. That's and immense. When... Go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. Oh, uh, so then uh, when it, so essentially when that campaign kind of ended, I wanted to keep playing him. Uh-huh. So I made him, as, you know, the Yuan-Ti lore says, they want to become a god. Okay. So I essentially made the past about him, so he's essentially was their BBEG. Nice, nice. That's and honestly, like I haven't even looked at that race, the Yuanti. Like that's a like that that's so right out the gate you kinda went like 
abstract and a more complicated class. Um, did you do a lot of prep for that? Or were you like, I want to just do this and then learn as you went? I, first time I kind of did, I want to do this, learn as you went. Um, the huge mistake I got confused on was spells. Because, you know, you look at it, it's like, yeah. okay, I'm level one. I can cast level one spells. I'm level two. I can cast level two spells. Well, that's not the case. You know, that, that, that part kind of confused me a little bit of, wait, what? And then... Because the way the, up a few times you mean and, like because the way the warlock has to cast, kind of yeah. Deal? So you know how when you level up, I think you hit level two spells at like level three or level four. I yeah. was thinking, oh, you get hit level two spells when your character hits level two. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, so I got you. Yes, you're like I'm picking all these. I get these dope spells already. Like no, no, yeah, they're no, definitely <laughs> scales. Um, yeah, I haven't I haven't played a warlock yet, but I I might people I play with play warlocks, and that is definitely a very cool class. Um. So that was your that was your first one was the UMT warlock yeah. nice so that's good too because in I feel like with a charisma based character as your first time it kind of forces you to lay into that role play a little more right so yeah, did you it's kind of definitely my favorite stat like I I'll always use a charisma based character for anything it seems like oh yeah yeah so you're like uh, have you have you ever so you've done warlocks uh, paladin bards bard uh, yep. do you mess with the sorcerer at all. I haven't messed with the sorcerer yet. Maybe when I play a character again, but I don't play a character very often. They, uh, you know, like I, people don't play them often, but then you can do some really cool stuff with that meta magic that like oh, I didn't yeah. even really think about. I played one just uh, last week, and like two of us were hurt, and there was no time to take a short rest, and it was a divine soul one. So I twinned cure wounds, and I was like, I touch you and myself, nice. and like I was like, oh, and and I was like, actually, yeah, this is a really good move. Like I didn't even <laughs> think about that, and it's like. So it's very very interesting. Um, that so I uh, if you if you like the charisma base, that's it's a fancy kind of. And it's like the warlock too. You only get like a handful of spells, but you can the the meta magic, the way to like tweak them, like the twinning, the distance. Um, there's a bunch of them. Careful, I don't know. There's and there's different ways you could play it. So that's a cool one. So uh, charisma based. Did was your second character then charisma based also? Did you stick with yeah, that? Yeah. So so my second character, actually, same exact character. I just wanted to play him a little bit further, hoping I could get further with him. You just brought him over. Uh, I do that, too. Yep, so I just brought him over. Yeah, so we made it to, like, level 6, level 7. Nice. But I, I remember doing this one encounter, so we ended up going down. There's, I think there's just three or four of us into this giant hole, and essentially a wavern was down there. And because I'm charisma-based and he's manipulative, I took the actor feat. So with the actor feat, mm -hmm. you know, I would just talk to these random people. And then the DM's like, why are you talking to this random pope or random, you know, church leader? And then just instantly transform into them. And then I would just mimic them, just bring on, a, you know, a group of cult followers and all this stuff. So then we end up going down this hole where a wavering was sitting. Uh -huh. And I used two of my favorite spells. So I'll always take Hex and Suggestion. So Hex, in my opinion, is kind of like, you know, the blood of the Warlock. Every time you take it, you know, you get an extra 1d6 per hit. Right. When you get Eldritch Blast, you know, you're firing two beams. It's an extra 2d6, essentially, if you hit both of them. It's like, um, it's kind of like Hunter's Mark. Yep. Yeah. Yep, kind of like Hunter's nice. Mark. No, yep. it's perfect. It, it, it's, yeah, it's the bread and, and butter. Then it, yep, then it gives them a disadvantage on the skill you want. So essentially what I had done was I kept, used it, then I cast Suggestion right after it, and essentially I just said, you know what? tell me your life story. So the Waverin just started talking about life story. We all got in position. Uh, then, you know, we all got to roll with advantage. I ended up critting. And with that crit, the way that like myself does it and the way she was doing it is it's max hit die plus dice roll. 
So oh. I max hit die, two ultras okay. blast on top of two, you know, D6s, end up being like 72 points of damage yeah. right off the bat. And she's like, ugh. Your group is out of control. What is it? Jeez, you guys are crazy. Yeah, it was You're just insane. like, just max it out, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That's amazing. I don't, some people out there are probably like, this guy, that's, that's like such a balls to the wall way to play crit. Oh it my is. God. If you did a rogue assassin, then you're pretty much like, you're you can just max damage everyone so quick. Oh my god, that's so scary. That's so scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's really funny. Oh my god. But you know, you get the same in return. If your enemy crits, then you're taking oh yeah, that's true. A ton of damage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I have a uh, one one of the guys I play with. His house rule, I believe, is if you on a saving throw, if you get the nat one, it's it's a counts as a crit, so you get double damage. Yeah. Um, but again, yeah, it can happen on you and it's, it's definitely, that's a very scary move. Nice. So, um, so with that, so then you're, so that was with that one. Um, so that's with my Sunday, that was with my Sunday, your Sunday kind of group. Yeah. Nice, nice. At the time that ended up canceling or getting cool. disbanded, I should say. So you had those, the first character and you kind of carried that over. And then that was when you kind of was like, I'm going to DM for the first time after that group disbanded. Uh, so I was, I had DM'd and then after my first DM ended, that's when I became a character. That's when you brought that second character over. Nice. Nice. Yep. Cool. Um, so with your, uh, with your first, um, DM, like when you first DM, did you do, did you do a module or did you homebrew it? What, what no. So I there? homebrewed everything. I didn't even look at any modules for any inspiration or anything. It was, in my opinion, the greatest thing to do. It's yeah. very difficult because, in my opinion, like when you run a module, you know, they have all these things that you just say, you describe, or what could happen here. Yeah. But in my opinion, when you homebrew something, if there's no lore there, you can make it up, and that's the lore that sticks, and you don't have to worry about tying up any loose ends later that might have not been true at the time. That makes sense. That's a really good That's a really good point, uh, and I, I definitely understand that because if you, like, misread something, and then they're just like, wait, 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 but you said... That's actually really smart because I'm the I'm the one that would do that. I find the plot hole. I find the plot holes sometimes in things. Oh yeah, and like absolutely. Yeah, uh, I overthink everything. So uh, um, that's yeah, well, that is a valid valid point. Uh, in fact, and honestly, um, I I mentioned this on one other episode, but like I I won't say it because it, it was a really good first time DMing experience for me. But I bought like a like a really easy one shot, and essentially like they had to relight this lighthouse, and the oil was like right like too readily available okay and then like they were able to light the lighthouse and then they were like find this guy and then you oh it there was like a cavern underneath the lighthouse and led into essentially a little dungeon crawl and they were like but we lit the lighthouse so they just left and i was like oh so the next time right. I ran that campaign, I was like, the oil is going with the boss. The boss has the oil. So like, there you go. There yeah, you go. I learned from that. But it makes sense that you just having that freedom uh, could work it out. That's awesome. And then uh, so you you've pretty much been a home brewer ever since. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So I like to homebrew a lot. Recently, my Saturday night group just got out of Curse of Strahd that I pretty okay. much homebrewed a lot of that All information. Right. And I did a very unique twist. So they had almost all the items, but one last thing to do. Okay. Two of the players had to miss out, and Strahd shows up in front of them. They didn't realize at the time that it was just an illusion of him. Like, the sun was out and everything. So I gave them the choice. I'm like, you know what? You guys did well. Give me – hand over all your items, or, you know, 
we're going to fight right now. And he had just shown up through a black fog that mm-hmm. took 20 damage from them, including their max HP. So they couldn't regain that 20 back. And so that was then, the illusion that did that? And that was the illusion that and did that. And that. Yeah. that was your twist on it? That's one of my oh twists, my yeah. God, so the whole time <laughs> they're thinking damn. about this, because, you know, they're down two guys. They're thinking they're going to have to fight this guy that they're not ready for, that they want to fight and kill. Yeah. And then they finally said, okay, you know what? We'll do it. We can go. So they gave them all the items. They went free. And then the next week when the two guys returned, I said, you know, no one say any spoilers. These two are going to get the exact same choices. So when he showed up, they didn't want to go. They didn't know what happened to their party. They didn't want to give up their weapons or anything like that. And then he power word killed the one guy that lied to him. And then the wizard ran away. Then he fireballed him. So oh it was, God. it was you, brutal. You are <laughs> Matt Hogan. You are by far the most ruthless DM I have had on this show thus far. I got to say hey, that is yeah. no, no, for sure. So my Saturday so... group is my easy group. Just killing and I have two players, players right. that, play in my sunday group and they're like this is rough because i do it very strict i do it hey if you do this you will die i all because i mean we have like nine players you know this level of difficulty has yeah, to you got to kill somehow. a few players each session just to keep track of nine people that makes sense <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and then uh i mean everyone knows in the sunday group like you know we did not play that right but you know if you do something intelligent and smart you might get punished, but I'm not going to kill you for it. So in when they were level three, we had one counter. It was like 46 kobolds. And essentially the fighters at the time, they were hiding behind the doors and the cleric was the one tanking. It was just oh. a nightmare of stuff happening. And then the rogue says, okay, well, I'm going to sneak around, throw like this mummy poison powder dust everywhere. I'm like, yeah, you do that. You take out half of them. The other half shoots arrows at you. But then I had their friendly kobold that was kind of on the side come in you know pull her out and save her because she did something clever it worked mm-hmm. there you go i'm not gonna kill you for that oh my gosh so when you when you have a group do you make them roll through with like three characters i recommend having a backup highly that recommend having a backup. that makes sense yeah um if they don't have a backup i will say like uh, depending on where we're at in the session usually my sessions are only two hours long so i'll say hey feel free to play with them the rest of the time but next time right. roll a new character you only play for two hours too huh two hours yep wow so they're 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 pretty quick in my opinion that's a very short session so like oh yeah that's oh, yeah. um wow i'm like four hours in i'm like let's keep going <laughs> but oh, yeah. uh, that's that's crazy all right so and that's everyone that's your both saturday and sunday you just you, you yep. hammer it out just for, two hours for two. each yep do you dm you know, both everyone has now? lives Remind i'm me one more time. super busy <laughs> oh yeah so. i understand man i and i feel that like my group right now you know with the summer coming up people wait like we're probably not playing super regular for the rest of the summer but it'll come back i'm sure that was the one cool thing about like <laughs> the one good thing about the pandemic is we're like oh my we can play for like eight hours there's nothing to do <laughs> like we played right yeah all people were working from home we're like it feels like clock out of work and then just right into it. Um, how did your uh, did how did your dynamic change actually for someone who was doing do does all these games with these big groups? Like, what was your go? Like, your how'd you figure out the um, playing during the pandemic? Like, when you go in person, do you use like minis and stuff? And how did you kind of tackle that? So I have minis and whatnot, but my. Uh... Saturday night group that's my in-person group so uh-huh. we send because we do that with friends and stuff and I live in a state that 
didn't really regulate that a whole lot. We still met in person. I know okay. some people might not like that. But yeah, we still met in person. You know, most of it was family anyways. Okay. Um I have like the maps and everything, but a lot of them they didn't like the maps because it was a little bit unrealistic for them. So essentially I would shoot them a picture on the internet. You know, I'm very forgiving of if they said, Oh no, I actually wanted to be here when combat happens. Like, you yeah. know, that that's fine. Yeah. If you wanted to be there instead, you know, misunderstanding, right. no worries. Um, Sunday's kind of the same way. We play over Discord, so I just kind of send them a map. I'll, you know, sometimes if it's a huge map like the Doom Vault, for example, give them a blue little mark of, hey, you guys are right here, and just kind of run them through it that way. Yeah, that's good. I feel like that's, I know a lot of people use like Roll20 and Foundry and all these programs, and like it's cool, but like that's how I've been, that's how I started playing in the pandemic, and I literally, that's all I know is them just sending me pictures. And yeah, I feel like everyone does that. I'm like, I didn't mean, Right in the middle, I meant like in the middle to the, to the left. Um, now is yep. your Sunday your Sunday game still is virtual? Yep, still virtual. Yep. All right. So yeah, because we I have so I live in Idaho and I have people playing from like California, Oklahoma, Kansas, just all over. I even have a guy okay. in England that plays with us too. All right, nice. How did that work out? What did they have to get up at? Like, how how'd you time that? I guess it's a weekend, uh, so it's not as crazy. It, it, it's a weekend, so we start at eight in the morning okay. on Sunday. And it, so that's like three o'clock his time. So he's like, oh, this is perfect. Okay, I got you. <laughs> and right. then I do have Foundry and Dungeon Draft. So I have made my own maps, but I save those more just for one shots because it takes so long to create a map and then to do Dungeon Draft and Foundry VTT to line up all your walls and everything like that. And it just takes a lot. Yeah, we used, we used Foundry once. My friend, my one guy i play with uses it so he was like we were doing a big dungeon we we're doing cragmar castle which is from the lost minds of Fendelver, and he was like we can find this on this and he he did it for us and it was cool but it required so much work we're like we don't really need oh, to do this uh ton of work. so yeah <laughs> yeah so with someone like you said you're very busy so it makes sense you just kind of like map it out and stuff like that um cool so uh i kind of want to hear some more you i mean you, you threw a couple cool fun stories what what are your your moments either as a dm a player best worst i don't know like how, how so I'll, I'll go through my best player moments really quick so i have two highlights all right uh, one was my very first campaign i did okay and i remember we had this lamp or one of the guys had the lamp it essentially led him to this giant castle where this huge big bad guy was okay um, in the castle, you know, we were pretty hungry, starving, didn't have any food, and we snuck in these two Warforged mage guys who were just making some meats and steaks, so, <laughs> uh, in my first character, he was like the king of nat ones, just awful, uh-huh. awful, <laughs> awfulness, and, uh, so every game I've played in, uh, we do, you know, nat one is always a critical fail, nat 20 is always a critical se- success, Okay. Um, I know a lot of people don't like that, but, you know, wh- whatever. As far as, like, if it's a perception, it... Yep. is a is a critical fail. I kind of yes, I kind of also am like yeah, yeah. but cuz I I've always been on the page of especially as a DM, if you can't do it, I won't make you roll for it. Cuz you know they go, "Well, why would you roll for it?" Sometimes it's funny though. <laughs> exactly. Right. Sometimes anyway, it's funny. All right, so you're so, you're the king of nat ones, you're nat one and uh, yep, so uh, we sneak in, they had meat on the stove, They right when they turn around, I mage hand to grab a piece of meat, mm-hmm. just to keep it, and I nat one and it drops, and then okay. the maid turns around, I'm like, okay, can I stealth out? He's like, yeah, you can try, nat one again, back to back nat ones, 
my party left because they wanted nothing to do with it. So I'm all alone. Like, oh my gosh, this is awful. Uh-huh. So as we're going, then this fight breaks out. And he goes, I wasn't planning on this being a combat. I'm like, I wasn't planning on this being a combat. <laughs> so uh, as we go, um, I end up going Elder's Blast. I kill one of them almost right away. And then I'll sign that one again. And then oh. I blow up half the mansion as it just explodes. And I'm laying there on death's door. It is awful. But then the cool thing was when we finally made it to the boss after a couple sessions, the DM did something really interesting. He essentially made the whole room super powered. He gave us this ally that was a, his old Dragonborn that was level 20. So the whole time this Dragonborn is doing a ridiculous amount. He had this magical aura going. So when we were rolling dice, you know, all those people like to roll dice. Mm-hmm. You know, you roll, you know, your 1d10 oldest blast damage. He would give us like 10d10s to roll because of all this magical energy. It's like, right. holy crap. We are like super buffed. Right. That was just a pretty awesome experience. Nice, nice. That so he just kind of was like as this the, the essentially dungeon was was it collapsing in on itself or like it was just it, it was like we were teleported to a different plane cuz as we were destroying walls and bolts firing we saw almost like these stars outside like in a galaxy and stuff. It was a pretty okay. unique experience. That's cool. It's like high, I don't know, cosmic high level experience yeah. of like destruction. That must be fun. I like I like when the the scene starts collapsing in or like I played one, it was like a haunted house. And when we defeat it, the house started collapsing. We're rolling deck saves as we're like running out of the house. And like, nice. it's fun when, when like a combat it's like slow and then something happens where you're like, you're like, no, 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 it's, it's go time. Like we got to go, we got to get the hell out of here or something like that. Oh yeah. That's a lot of fun. Um, so you rolled, what was that? Two consecutive nat ones you said? Yeah. In two that consecutive one? nat runs. Oh. And then a third, like, five or six rolls well if it it makes you feel any better my second episode of this podcast is with a guy named kyle riley joseph and he rolled 16 consecutive nat ones so there's an episode my my second episode is called 16 nat ones in a row and that is so don't worry you there it gets worse (laughs) uh for sure um that's why i dm so it doesn't matter anymore (laughs) <laughs> yeah, well, that's why you do. De- well, you can get you can roll nat- a lot of nat ones as a DM. <laughs> yeah, uh, been there. <laughs> yeah, nice, nice. Um, and then which character was that? That was with your first character, you said, right? So that was the, with my the, first. Yep, the, the warlock, T pure blood warlock. Yeah, cool, cool. Wait, so that means because you said you didn't get above level three, so that was all happening at like level three. Yeah, it was oh, insane. That's awesome. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, have you? Uh, so, um. What other, uh, do you have any, um, cause you said you, you have been doing some playing, right? Yep. With newer characters. Nice. Yep. Uh, um, what about, uh, any newer stories of like things that yeah, have happened so, uh, recently? I, I had a, uh, um, I guess, uh, following that. So with my redo of my warlock, we were in the death house. We just did a one shot of the death house. Okay. Um, spoilers. If you haven't done death house. Yeah. The I haven't stairs done it, but... are at the very top of the building to go down to the, you know, four stories down to the dungeon. Okay. So as we're going through this mad death house, I get there and it was just three of us, not including the DM. And I'm like, oh my gosh, there's these spiral staircases that goes down. I want to take a mattress and totally surfboard down these stairs. <laughs> and then I go and then the guy I was with, he's like, that sounds awesome. I'm going to grab a mattress. <laughs> the DM, she's just shaking her head. The other character, she's shaking her head. So the other character goes, I walk down the stairs. <laughs> so she's halfway down the stairs, and we're surfing down. We collide into her. She collides to the bottom of the stairs. Thank goodness there was no traps. So it's just kind of a cool, <laughs> funny, silly moment. Oh, man. That's like a uh... – oh, my God. That's like 
who was the responsible one in the party? That would have been her. That would have been her. She's yep. probably like, I need this. Like, I need a freaking hole in the head. Just like dad mode. Like, <laughs> think pretty you're much. <laughs> scruffing you guys by the t-shirts. Um, that's really funny. Uh, so, um, what is this, this one shot? What's it called again? You said, sorry. It, so it's called the death house. So if the you death do this house. curse of Strahd module, it's okay. the very first thing that takes your character to level three. So it's kind of before you enter the land. Oh, okay. Barocia. So level two to level three kind of deal. Yep. So a, a lot of people skip it because that house, if you play by the rules, is very deadly. It is awful. Okay. So almost like you could probably have them do like a level three or something. In oh, yeah. Lingering. Yeah. I'm actually, it's kind of cool. I'm just, I jotted it down because if I can, it's, it's written though to be like more of a one shot kind of thing too. Yeah. You could easily do it as a one shot. Nice. All right. I might be running one on Saturday and I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. So maybe I'll do that one. <laughs> Freak them out there a little bit. Um, cool. Cool. Uh, so what about as you're with your, all your time, uh, DMing, like, have you ever had, I know you said you, you put all these, you put a lot of checks in place for plot holes yep. and stuff like that. You ever had characters like ruin your, I love hearing when they just, so, they just, they the outsmart you thing, and they screw you over bad. <laughs> yeah. So this one didn't screw me over bad and I couldn't b- believe it. So in my very first DM session, I, you know, campaign I did, okay. I was I probably overdid puzzles, like way too complicated puzzles. It wasn't okay. like if they failed the puzzle, they couldn't continue type of thing. Right. But I had one puzzle in a room, and essentially there was three items. And if they failed once, one item dropped, so they had three chances to get it right. Okay. And so I had these words on one side with one blank, and I had numbers on the other side. So essentially you had to match the number with the letter in the alphabet, and that would spell out, you know, kind of words type of thing. Okay. So – this girl, she's looking at it for about 15 minutes, and then she just goes, E, and I'm like, how did you get E? Because that was the answer. I couldn't believe right. she figured it out. She's like, well, if I rearrange all the letters, it says softness. I'm like, softness? Are you kidding me? That's not even what I was going for. <laughs> so she ended up collecting all the loot. I'm like, oh my gosh. So it was just, another, it was just a different word entirely? Yeah, after you rearranged all the letters in this super <laughs> elaborate way. <laughs> What did what what did it, what was it supposed to say? Uh, it wasn't supposed to say anything. It was just supposed to be the letter E. Oh, it was just supposed a... to be. So you just you accidentally spelt out the word softness, yeah. essentially, and didn't realize. <laughs> that's funny. That's that's cool. Oh man, and uh, that was um that was a campaign that you homebrewed. You said yeah, that was my yeah. very first homebrew campaign. It was your very did, first yeah. homebrew. So right out the gate, you're like, well, I should check my spelling on that. Nice. I can incorporate. That's one thing. I'm like, uh. When you when you DM, you said you like puzzles. What do you do? You come up with them yourself, or do you kind of do a little googling on like puzzles? Do you use the Facebook group at all for that kind of stuff? Uh, so the very first time I did it, like I said, I didn't look anything up. I did it all by myself. Right. Um. The next few times, I've used the Facebook group quite a bit for it, but I don't do puzzles as much because I know it's not everyone's forte. Um. I remember I had one puzzle, and this was probably one of my most fun ones I've done. They were in this uh haunted house essentially they had to collect they didn't know but they had to collect all these skulls mm-hmm. um and essentially there was a fountain in the center of the house that they didn't know why there was a fountain there so after they collected the skulls they had to clean the skulls and then put them on all of the skeletons that were sitting at the dining table okay and that unlocked the upstairs okay so one of the puzzles i had was it was downstairs in the basement once they went down it locked they couldn't get back up and there was 12 squares every 30 seconds and i would show them the timer countdown 
I would roll a d12, and whoever was standing on that square number of that what came up, they were taking 10 fire damage as it just heats up. So they were down there just, like, struggling, like, trying to think of all this stuff every time I reset it the 30-second timer. And then they're like, and then once that 30-second time, she was like, I am right here. I said I was right here. Do not do this. So I'm like, that's fine. You can be right there. And then they would miss and, like, okay. Oh, my god! So it was just it was just a fun overall puzzle of collecting the skulls and washing the skulls. And <laughs> How long? Well, so how long did you? So it took 30 seconds for them to figure out the puzzle, but, like, was that thirty so, se- every thirty seconds so it, while they were running around seconds. trying to? Yeah, so yeah, so it took thirty seconds to essentially one of those areas would catch fire. So it took oh them God. like a few minutes just to figure out the puzzle. But they're arguing back and forth at the table trying to figure this out because some of them are getting roasted and here and there. And oh my God! And then as they were, did they have to travel far to like clean the skulls? No. So it was all in just a two-story house. So there's only a few rooms. So in each room, there ended up being a skull. Uh, one of the hidden skulls, there was actually a doppelganger. And uh, so they had to kill him and actually take his skull as one of the skulls to clean it off. <laughs> but I remember at the very beginning, like, they're like, oh, there's a you know fountain in the center. I'm like, that's odd. Then a player's like, I jump in it. I'm like, oh, you are now sparkly clean. Not realizing that, oh, sparkly clean means that's what it needs to be to go on the skull or on the you know body part of the skeleton. Oh, so he, he jumped in and got, like, yep. super sparkly clean. <laughs> And then they're just looking around like, how are we going to clean these skeletons? I don't know. How are we going to clean yeah. these skulls? They're dishwasher. Yeah, I remember they were like thinking about it. I'm like, huh, if only there was a way you could be sparkly clean. How would that? And then someone's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. The fountain, the fountain. <laughs> Wait a second. Light bulb. That's that's hilarious. That's fun. Um, So that one, and that one you just came up with all on your yeah, own? Yeah, that one I just came up with. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. I might pick your brain sometimes because like I, that's where I'm struggling the most with it. It's more just like go to the con like travel combat travel con like i need to like figure out when i'm doing this to get get those that was one thing i was thinking about i was like i should incorporate like some more traps and puzzles and stuff so that's uh oh, yeah. that's definitely a one skill of my players that he's learned. reached out to me because he started dming for his own group nice. but he started at like level seven because he wanted to see what level seven guys could do right he realized he messed up because he gave him too much power stuff so he said dude i need like a good monster that will put these guys in their place and i said Here's a monster that no one's thought of, a ghost dragon. Look at the lore Ooh. of it. It's super cool. He's like, ghost oh my dragon. gosh, this is golden. <laughs> you said look at the so you said no one's thought of? So but is it is it an is it a monster? Like if I if I look up ghost dragon, it's there? Yeah, so so if you okay. look up ghost dragon, I don't know if it's a, an official D and D monster, right. but if you Google it, you can find it. And yeah. if I remember correctly, the lore is like a dragon stays behind as because of like its mate was killed or something. So it can like possess people and all this other stuff. And he just said it worked like a charm, freaked his players out and steered them straight. Yeah. Sometimes that's what I'm waiting for. Like I, I mean, I've said it before, but like, I like when it gets a little scary. I haven't lost a character yet. Cause I haven't played with you. Uh, and then, <laughs> uh, but like, I, I like that like slight little, like, Oh man, this could be it. This could be where my first character dies. Um, that's funny though. I'll have to look up to look up Ghost Dragon yeah. when you actually yeah, so, then. Oh, go ahead. So go ahead. Yeah. So yeah. So I know in my very first campaign. So one mistake I made, and maybe this is why I'm so ruthless, is uh-huh. I would never kill the character. I would always pull my rolls, and that eventually made my life so hard because the second one person got knocked down, they were throwing the biggest. Like they're not even dead yet. They still have their death saves, and it's like, right. dude, I am. Okay, okay, it's fine, it's fine. So now, you know, whenever I play, I'm like, hey, this is rough. 
this is mm-hmm. how it is. If it happens, it happens. It's all on the dice. Yeah. So essentially, they got so you you dropped them for the first time, and they were just like, "Oh no," you know. And you're like, well, "Yep." I, I I was supposed to drop you a bunch of other times. Um. I feel like that's again, it's like a dance. Like you're trying to figure out that balance because I know some DMs that like they will never finish the character. They'll let the death saves determine if they live or die. Um, and then, you know, I've sometimes I think fudging the roles makes sense, especially for I don't know unless you have those second characters played. Like I learned right. that. See, I learned I should do that sometimes because like I focus fired on someone and I crit twice, and I was like, they're like, I'm dead, dead. I'm like, no, you're not. We're just gonna oh. pretend because like <laughs> I, I didn't have anything, you know. So like, but so you kind of like you're like, fine, no more Mister Nice Guy. Uh, yep. that's funny, man. That's funny. Um, very, yeah, very cool. and then uh, that that actually reminds me. So another time, I had to actually had a player kind of not outsmart, but get super lucky. So I had okay. this boss. It wasn't the BBG, but it was like the daughter of the BBG. So super powerful. Okay, she's leading this whole army of undead skeletons. I gave him a potion that I homebrewed of giant strength. So essentially, he got he, if he drank like it, he could get times 20... ten on his next hit. Oh. Wow, okay, that's different than just a regular giant strength thing yep. then, okay. And he drank it, and he's in a life-or-death situation where if he doesn't do something good, he is dead because he's in this poison cloud. Okay. And he crits for 30 damage, so he does 300 damage to this one person. <laughs> it's like, yeah, you just, like, Spartan kicker, and she goes sailing. Oh, my god! You win. <laughs> that's it. Oh, broke the ribs and everything. That's... Okay, well that's 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 a lesson there too. Watch out! Don't give that po- <laughs> to someone. <laughs> give that to the the squishy wizard or something. <laughs> oh man, very very cool, man. Uh, do you have any other uh, last uh, maybe like one one more cool story yeah. for me? If you got one, yeah. So one, uh, in the bank? one thing I do that I, I actually love. I don't know if anybody else does this, but I kind of okay. make it, made it up as I went. So. I like doing, you know, like roll tables and all this cool stuff and humping my stuff. But one thing I did that I, my players absolutely love is, you know how people do the, oh, if you change one letter in a spell, you know, that becomes a new spell. Wait, so, no, I've never heard this. You, right. tell, tell me about okay, this. Okay, so yeah, so there's a little bit of memes going on and where they make a spell where if you change one letter in a spell, it becomes that spell. So, for example, power word kill could become like power word pill or something like that, right? Okay. So it becomes something completely new. Okay. So I have a list of spells that are just silly that I made up, and essentially they'll find them on a wizard body that maybe wasn't good at school, so they made up this spell. <laughs> so they think it's power word kill, but I'm like, you either have to roll a higher cannon or test it out to see what it actually does. So I did one, and this girl found it, and she got like a summon greater or lesser demons, but demons turned to lemons, so she just <laughs> dropped all these lemons in a 30-foot radius, so it makes it... Um, very you know difficult terrain she got another scroll that was wish but it was actually fish so once a day she could fish in this magical pond that was connected to the water plane you know just just fun things like that and so so you they find the scroll and does it it'll say like lemon or fish on it no so it doesn't say it but the writing within the scroll they don't know what it does they just like okay this is power word kill but but I'm like, but just so you know, it might not be powered kill, so you okay. might want to either test it out or something. So it'll so say I, like it'll be like it <clears> looks <throat> like it says power word kill. 
Yeah, no, exactly. It looks like it says. Okay, all right. It looks yep. like it says. All right. So it's but, just in you know, the uh, scribble, you know, scribbles and stuff like that. But it something just seems off about this. That's that's um that's funny. In fact, I think I'm gonna call this episode an absolute lemon. <laughs> I like it <laughs> or something. Like I like that. it. Right. That's good. Oh, very. But yeah, very and then funny. I like I said, and then I let them just keep that item just as like you know a one-time use where I say, hey, you know, you can use this as a level one in the future, you know, or, put it in whatever know, book. Maybe you're making, maybe uh, you're serving up some glasses of water and everyone wants lemons right. and boom. Exactly. Yeah, she go. said she was going to do a fish fry with homemade lemonade when she retires. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. <laughs> That's it. Who needs cray food and water when you have... <laughs> uh, very, very cool, man. Well, uh, Matt, this was this was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I got to sit down and talk to, uh, talk to you. Why don't you... Um, just plug the Facebook group one more time uh, for anyone. Oh, yeah, listening. appreciate it. So a Facebook group is D&D, Monsters and More. Uh, like I said, we have 70,000 people. Um, there's a really cool monster that somebody homebrewed from the page that was voted on to be the page image. So just check it out. It's called the Reanimation Master. So. Very, very cool. Awesome. Uh, and then do you have anything else to plug or is it, that's your main, your main thing? Uh, that's my main, uh, just, you know, thank you again for having me. I really appreciate it. And yeah, if course, you man. find that Facebook page, uh, just always hit me up. People hit me up all the time with just random questions or anything. Yeah, definitely. So. I might honestly, you know, I have guests lined up, but I might just bother you and be like, hey, I won't, I won't bombard your page, but I'll message you and be like, hey, if you know someone that might want to come on and tell stories, I mean, this is a word of mouth thing I'm kind of doing. So when people, uh, get on board but awesome well thank you let me just uh do do my sign off everybody this has been uh you had to be there a dnd storytelling podcast with me tom Vasilis. um once again uh if you want to be on the show i just ask that you one either follow us on twitch if you're listening here on twitch or if you want to listen to the audio form all of the episodes are on spotify and apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, pretty much wherever you get your podcasts um, so follow us on one of these platforms and then just shoot me an email at you had to be there dnd podcast at gmail.com that is dnd with the letters not the symbol um and then you can also follow me on my instagram at tom DeSillis comedy um which if you don't know i'm also a stand-up comedian uh which is uh popping off right now so follow me there um and thanks for listening everybody all right thanks guys <laughs>